Um, well, Mr. Radovan's here from over uh, across Serbia. I always can't get your last name. Say it. Brodanovic. Sounds like a movie star or something. Uh-huh. Um, Radovan's been uh, really with coming overseas probably for the last, I don't know, since we started, probably about, yeah, almost 10 years now. Um, he comes and visits quite often, but he pastors a church in Serbia um, and in the uh, heart city, uh, the capital city of Belgrade. I don't know why I'm forgetting that. I should, I've been there. I've been there once. Just in and out, though. Um, so, but he's going to come and share the word this morning, and so we're going to welcome him. Come up here. We're going to pray for you. Lord, thank you for Radovan. Thank you for your kingdom. Thank you for your heart uh, uh, in him. Thank you for just bringing him in this place, God. And we just want to pray that, God, your kingdom and your life and your Holy Spirit would just speak in him and through him. God, that we who have ears to hear would hear and listen, and God, to what the Spirit of God is saying uh, through this man. Thank you for just who he is. Thank you for, God, how he's just battled on behalf of people there in Serbia, God, in Belgrade. and. Lord, where it's a hard and it's a hard land, it's a hard land to sow uh, the gospel into. But God, thank you that He's been plowing up the hard and hard ground, and we just continue to pray for life and, and revival and, and financial provision for them as a church and as a family, and continue just to bless this church and bless this family in Jesus' name. Amen. Good morning to you all. This is too early for me. <laughs> we 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 have meetings since six o'clock in the evening, so you know. Yeah, but then when I left, too too bad. <laughs> okay, it's good to see you, really, and especially to see some faces I know for years. Like Mark said, <laughs> I I coming here f- from probably right beginning. I think when. When you was in school, yeah, that was right beginning. I remember it was mobile church. <laughs> okay. Uh, I just wanted to share something about my personal life this morning. Between, I come once a year here, and I think you have lots of teaching from Rick Seismer here, really, that you don't need one more teaching. You know, Jesus said, we will have teaching, teachings abundantly. (laughs) And I don't think it's really going like that. Uh, I was passing very hard year and a half in my life. That that was the, still some things are just in transition, but it was like one of the hardest years in in my life, really, from time I become Christian. And I needed to learn one of the basic lessons from Bible. That when I'm Christian for 20, 20 some years, I get saved from occult background, from drug culture. It's been a couple of times, maybe I give once here my testimony. But really, uh, then I came to church, and first thing what you hear, I come from to Pentecostal church. That was like a classical Pentecostal background. It was screaming, shouting, speaking in tongues all the time. That's when it was good, but for me, 
coming from one culture to totally different culture, that's also some type of culture it was for me, I just start to immediately learn uh, basic words. You, you use vocabulary, hallelujah, amen, praise the Lord, how you brother, how your sister. And some of the things really just become like a, like a phrases in your life. And you, you really can come to church every Sunday. And I, was, I went to church like seven times per week. It was like every day. I went uh, immediately right from my job. I go to church, you know, do all kinds of things. And what's really happened, I, first thing I hear there was not by might, not by power, by my spirit, says the Lord. And of course, I'm coming from the occult background, might and power, it's everything what you really admire. That was shocking for me. What's that really mean? And in the Pentecostal circles, that's like a major phrase. Not by might, not by power, but by the Spirit says the Lord. So, immediately, I accept this phrase, start to repeat it. You know, like, I really know this, what that means. But I didn't have a clue what's really that mean. Then how years progressed, uh, I somehow come, I, I get hooked to faith circles, faith teaching and all of these things. So immediately, even more things like that come really to be very visible for me. Might and power, might and power. And you have speaking in tongues, you feel good. And then I was going from one church to another, you know, preaching all around already in my early years. Later, I just started to even preach in America, and especially uh, in these faith circles, you have all kinds of interesting things, you know, especially about might and power. I remember it was one time I was in one church in uh, the South Bend, I think, so he was just praying for people, and some of them really fall down from spirit. Some of them fall down because we push them. Some of them fall down because we hit them. You know, but they must fall down. You know, they definitely must fall down. I remember one of the guys was really like praying. It was from Germany, and they, it was raw, and, you know, he tried to push guy. Guy didn't want to fall down, really. So he hit him strong, and guy fell. And I said, man, we need to pray now for this one to raise up, you know. So again, we need more power and strength. And everything was inside of me about power and strength. And then years come, like everything, what you think it's a power and strength, fall apart. Everything, what you think it's Christianity in some way, start to really fall apart. And then you start to feel weak in your personal life. That means you just face a crisis with your wife, you just face a crisis with your children, you just face a crisis in church, and then you just sit down and say, God, where are you? God, where, may, where I am? Really, what's really going on? Where is this feeling of power? What I just think that I should have in the beginning of my Christian life. Do you understand what I'm speaking about? Is it someone cannot really associate to that? Okay. 
then, you know, you, you read Bible and then you see in Bible that, you know, Jesus speak about choosing weaknesses in his life. Apostle Paul speak about choosing weaknesses. Then you see Jesus on the cross who didn't win battle over the dead as a mighty king. He, he won the battle as, a, as a just carpenter, man. You know, and you really start to think, what's really going on? Apostle Paul speak about positive weaknesses in his life. And he don't think about moral weaknesses. He speak about things like, really, what can, when you, you, are, when you are not strong, that God can be strong. When you don't feel really powerful, that God can feel powerful. Not feel powerful, but be powerful in your life. 2 Corinthians 12, 7-9. And Matthew 6, 1-20 just describe different type of, of weaknesses, chosen weaknesses. Not weaknesses that someone imposed to you. That means things can be imposed. Some weaknesses can be imposed on your life. Like someone can really uh, uh, try to hit you, you know, speak bad about you, or, or you know, things like that. Persecutions. That's when in persecution, nobody really feels strong. You feel weak. You feel vulnerable. But you know, Bible speaks about weaknesses, what you really need to choose in your life if you want to grow. And this is something what I think we as a Christ, Christians in a modern time, we really need to learn. We really need to learn. Bible speaks about fasting. Like as a weakness, prayer, simple life, serving, giving, and blessing, blessing those who, who give something wrong toward us. And this is a something what we need to choose in our life if we want really to grow. If we want to grow, we need to accept these weaknesses because God really said that when we choose that, we will experience more. Of his power. It will not be by your power. By your strength. It will be by his power and his strength. You know. As I described. In the beginning of my Christian life. I really wanted to feel. Strong in my relationship. With God. You want to feel good. You know the things. When you pray. That you know power come out. When you fast, that something is really deeply happened. When you give money, you just want some type. That, that's it's stupid in our head. But, you know, you give money, you want to feel that money will return back. But money really don't return back, you know, in that way. You know, especially for, for, for us as a preacher, sometimes we want to feel anointing. If you don't feel anointing, you don't shake, you don't do some crazy things, you know. Something must be wrong. Something must be wrong. You know, it exists huge difference between that we feel strong in what we are doing and process of, of, of this, what, when we are doing something, that we have really trust in God that doesn't matter how we feel in the certain situation, doesn't matter really if we feel strong or weak, that He is actually doing things. But we as men, we really want to feel things. You know, God, I just want to feel things, you know. 
You don't need to feel when you give your tithes. You don't, want, you, you don't need to feel when you pray for someone. You don't need necessary to feel when you're serving to others that you know something is really happening. You know, you're called to give. You're called to serve. You're called really to bless people. You're called to pray for people. doesn't matter you are feeling or not. And that's like, a, in, I will describe why in, one, in some certain situation that is like weaknesses in our life. You know, let's, let's take the example of finance. Now, this is something what everybody understands really well because you feel. You know, when you give, you feel in one way. What's that really mean? You know, when you choose to give 10% of your earnings per month, basically what you really decide to do, if you decide to do, okay, you decide to be 10% weaker in your personal life that God can be 10% stronger in your financial life, in certain sense. Because basically what you said, okay, God, I'm giving you 10% and I trust in you that you will take care of my finance, that I will have enough of my finance rest. But what... For case, if you want to choose to be 20% weaker, what if you choose to be 30% weaker in your life? Immediately you will say, oh, wait, I don't want to be weak as that, that God can be strong. You know, 30%, it's a lot of weakness in my personal pocket. Is that true? But do you really believe that God will be stronger in this 70% of your givings? That's mean we speak things, we pretend really that we understand, as i done in my life, not by might, not by power, by my spirit says the Lord, and then you don't choose to go by His Spirit. You choose to you go, but... But, you know, it's, it's more secure to have 90%. You know, 10% God, okay, that's enough for you. You know, when we choose, for instance, to pray for others, you know, we sometimes said, okay, I will, because that's the weakness in one way. It's choosing weakness. You choose to give your time. You choose to really give, to invest your energy for someone else. And basically, when you start to pray and you start to serve for, you know, to other people, you choose to you become weak in that area. You will lose your time. You will lose, really like, oh, now, now I need to pray for someone. And that's the reason why we choose to pray 10, 15, 20 minutes. That's enough. That's enough weaknesses in our life. You know, we, so many times, as, as, as I really tried in my life, we want to feel and that have, you know, to, to appear mighty in the front of other people. I remember in my early days in the Pentecostal circles, they said, you know, when you come to church, you need to have suit and tie. You know, you, you, you have to look in certain way you need to appear in a certain way 
your your voice needs to be done in a certain way. Basically, that's what they said. You know, when you start to pray, immediately your voice is changed. You know, you you start to you you have this nice religious powerful voice. When you start to prophesy, need you know need to be on the certain frequencies. Otherwise, it's not working well. If you're doing the right frequencies, it's doing well. You will just touch people. And when you touch them, they will fall down or they will do something. And I realized, that was how, how I thought about so many things. I realized how stupid I am. Really. And that's what I learned, in, especially in the last this year, you know, when, when you don't feel any kind of power, when you don't feel any kind of strength, you just depend on Lord for your life. You depend in your finance. You depend in your family life. You depend in your relational life. That's mean, you start really to hook on Him and say, God, really, I just want to stay alive with you. Then, I realize in some of these situations, things getting, instead of worse, they're getting better. Instead, I, really, that's when, when you, when you feel weak, in some situations, life really push you to feel weak. You didn't choose that. In some situations, really, like Bible said, you need to choose that you can grow. Things start really to move it. And then I realized why this is a, like a major, major thing in the Bible. You know, for Roman society, <coughs> you know, at that time, what was the major obstacle? Why Christianity was the, you know, like an obstacle for their way of thinking? You know, Romans they really appreciate and they really worshiping strong and power. You know, their gods was like, you know, Mars, God of War, you know, all that. That's mean they conquer all world. So, you know, suddenly some carpenter somewhere there in the middle of nowhere in Judea we, that's mean, that was how Roman thinks. We crucified him even. That's mean, what kind of God is that? That's mean, and then Christians, they said that he's God. For their mindset, when they worship strong and power and might, that was totally opposite of everything what they really think. Because Jesus on cross was weak. Jesus on cross didn't show... You know, he could done that. He could really just call the army of angels and just say history, stop. He could do that, but he didn't do that. He chose to be weak. And when he chose to be weak, in his weakness, chosen weakness, he died for you and for me on cross. So Roman way of thinking was, that's not normal. If you are God, you need to be strong. And you are not strong. That means 
how strong you are because we crucified. You know, we live in today, if you really think like that, not, not much is really changed. We think even in Christianity, I just described how in my life, this idea in Christianity even gets messed up. That when we live in society, when basically we worship the same thing. We worship might and strong. We worship if you have money. We worship if you have good car. We worship if you have good house. If you have strong family. This means we will not maybe say that publicly. But inside of us, somewhere, we want to feel strong. We want to, you know, look at why TV shows and all TV and every, everything around us. What they really show up, you be nice, you, you know, beauty. I don't say that it's not need to be nice and beautiful. And it's bad that you have money. No, it's good. Of course. But you know, we live in pretty similar society as Romans. In, in secret, basically, we worship might and strong. And then, when power of cross comes, and when I said power of cross, I mean this chosen element of weakness. That you choose that you depend on God. Who is maybe sometimes invisible for you. You don't feel Him. You don't see manifestation. But you need to have simple faith. And you need to choose to follow Him in these simple steps. That's become like a conflict in our heads. And that was conflict I really had. And I realized, especially in the last year and a half, that when you choose to be weak in your life, not just to be forced to be weak, but you choose to be weak. In some of this area where you really choose, you really grow. You start to grow. And I said, when you choose to pray, when you choose to fast, Fasting. What is really fasting? I mean, you choose to be weak. You choose to be physically weak. And then, we, even in Christianity, we just, you know, change even that. You know, we just expect, when I now fast, when, how strong spiritually I will feel. I've done that. I've been to that road. I just choose, like, okay, now I'll, I will fast 20 days. And probably after these 20 days, power will come out. <laughs> after 20 days, no power come out of me. No physical, no spiritual. And I thought like, something is wrong with my fasting. I didn't fast well. No. That's been, I missed the point of, of fasting. Really. Point of fasting, it was not that I feel good spiritually or physically point of fasting that I choose to be weak in my life. Do I depend on Him? When you, really, when you are weak, you don't have to, you don't have food, you choose to be weak, and that really you depend on Him. I said, God, my life, it belongs to you. You know, simple life. You know, everybody can choose simple life. And really, no one of us really choose to have simple life. Like, do you really want to be strong in the Lord? 
you need to choose to have simple life. This, that's the it's hard sometimes in, in, in our heads really to grasp that, that truth. You know, when we bless others who persecute us, what we are doing basically, we are fasting or lowering ourselves or choose to be weak in our words and in our, our appearance. It's been basically you said, okay, you spit on me, but I will not revenge to you. I will not revenge to you. I will not really returning back. You know, what is really, when you, when you think about love, you know, love, it's a, in certain way, it's a chosen weakness. Chosen weakness. I will explain why. This means, I thought about these things, especially with the young people. You know, when you, and in our relationship, actually, also it's the same thing. You know, when you choose to be transparent, and I assert, I didn't want to be transparent at all. That's mean, I don't want that anyone know my weaknesses. I don't want that anyone really see through me. Why? Because, you know, it's better to look strong and mighty. But, you know, when you choose to do that in your relationship, you show love. Basically, you give your life to someone else. In relationship, woman, like man and woman, wife, girl's friend, this thing doesn't matter how this thing. Basically, what you do, you give your life in the hands of someone else and our mindset usually said, like, now I have him. Or now he, if I choose that, he will have me in his hand. And we then don't do that. This is a weakness. If he knows everything about me, he can manipulate me. He can, you know, do something about me. And in our relationship, that's, it's the same thing. If we choose to open ourselves to each other, if we choose to be, like I said, this is a hard lesson I need to learn and I'm learning. And if I don't choose, I see, you know, that God, you know, sometimes show me really in the nice way. Love is a chosen weakness also. We want to be, as I explained, strong and mighty you know, to be faces in our ministries. But God said, no, 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 I don't want to you be strong. I want that you be weak, that I can be Totally open. And this is something what I really, this, I want to really share with, with you this morning. Really, we sometimes don't want to pass through the hard transitions because we don't want to choose right things. And God calls us, really, that we choose these five steps in, in life. To choose prayer, to choose fasting, to choose simple life, to choose giving, and to choose blessings. If you don't choose that, if it's that, that's not your choice, and you will not grow in your Christianity. You will be, as I've been so many years, pretty religious, hyped guy. Who will scream and shout in tones, 
not by might, not by power, or by my spirit, says the Lord, and don't have a clue what that's really mean. And I don't know if, if you relate to this thing this morning, but this is a lesson from the other one from Serbia. And it's personal, believe me. <laughs> okay, that's... I can't read that, so it's got it written on serve that's amazing. You write that in Serbian speak American. Um Lord just really highlighted two scriptures this one I just wanted to share, even just as you were sharing about just weakness and sometimes we get that so backwards. You know, like I said. Second uh, Corinthians four seven. This is a scripture that's been on my heart a lot lately. Um, it says, But we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the surpassing greatness of the power may be of God and not from ourselves. It's a treasure. There's a place that I can treasure the fact that it doesn't have to be me. It, has to, it can be God. And in my weakness, he can be strong um, in that place. And then if you just flip over to the Second um, Corinthians three four, in such confidence we have through Christ toward God. Not that we're adequate in ourselves to consider anything coming from ourselves, but our adequacy is from God, and who also made us adequate as a servant or a minister of a new covenant. And so He made He's the one that makes us adequate. You know, I think so many times we live our lives trying to make ourselves adequate ministers of the gospel. And we realize that he does that, even through our weakness, even through those moments and times where we totally feel weak, we totally feel like we can't do it, God can do it. And so I, I just want to encourage you that. I just, I pray, I, I pray that, especially the one that really hit me is just, like I said, just taking that simple life, really just asking God to get us back down to that. What really matters? Uh, what really matters? Um, we're just going to, um, because I'm sure that the worship team is not going to be back anytime soon. So, <laughs> um, But I, I do want to, we're going to close out, and I, we're going to, um, just going to have some time of prayer up here if you want. I want to have some of the elders, several of the elders come and pray too. Um, one thing that I want to talk about in relationship to uh, encouragement and power is that we just really believe that God's doing some things in relationship to healing. Um, I know um, my brother Brandon has gotten, he has a pretty good list here that he heard for yesterday and today. We had a meeting yesterday and today, and I'm just going to read through these, but if any of these um, things uh, are ailing you or hurting, these are areas he got a good list, but um, it's been really neat to start watching that um, ever since the encounter we, were, we had been praying really for a long time the Lord's been putting healing on our uh, I, I think healings on our family but also for Brandon and um, and at the encounter just really started uh, stepping out and operating in some of that and just speaking some words forth so I'm just going to speak these forth and if any of these are of uh, things that are you're dealing with definitely come up and we're going to he's going to be up here to pray and also going to have some elders and anybody else that I have several people I know that feel like they have a call to 
pray for the sick. Um, but uh, the, the eyes, the right cheek, jaw area, both legs and feet, the right hand, the right ear, thumbs. Let's get some specific stuff. Uh, left temple, right collarbone area, uh, midsection, the back of the head, the right side, kidney area, left side, above hip, nose, neck, and pancreatic. I just heard that word. So, um, Even just when we were praying yesterday, um, somebody had prayed and felt like the Lord was just healing even their nose. So, um, so I just encourage you in that. Um, I feel like the Lord is saying that that's, that's an area of power. I don't know. Like I said, we don't, we don't need to shout that down. We don't need to try to figure it all out. We just need to believe and pray. Because God has said, we will lay hands on the sick and they will what? Come on now. I didn't hear much believing in that. <laughs> we will lay, it says, for us. All right, who's a believer in here? All right, all right, just check it. Most of us are believers. If you're not, there's also provision for that today. Because uh, God says you can be saved. But there's a reality that if we're believers, it says we will lay hands on the sick and they what? Will recover. Okay, just one of them. Will recover. All right? So there's a place in that that God wants to take us. And um, so there's there's uh, there's just a lot in that. So, Lord, we just thank you for this morning. Yeah, thank you for your kingdom. Thank you for Radovan, just that, that word. Yeah, just that continuing encouragement, Lord. He just always brings, Lord, a nice, gentle, sometimes not so gentle, but a nice, gentle rebuke, Lord, just into our spirit. Because... It says, uh, great is the rebuke of a friend. Lord, great is, and he's not even rebuking, it's just encouraging us. God, encouraging us to get to a place where, God, we can walk in this place of prayer. We can walk in a place of fasting. We can walk, walk in this place of just walking a simple life that, um, that we can give and that we can bless. And, Lord, that we can do that even at a deficit because when we're at deficit, Lord, you increase. God, you, Lord, you're at your... Your place of uh, being strong in us, Lord. Because, Lord, sometimes I think we're just trying to drum, like you said, we try to drum up something. We try to drum up feeling good, believing good, shouting good, whatever it is. And then all of a sudden we miss out that, no, we don't have to do it. We can walk in the power of God because you've declared it. God, you've declared that we will, walk, uh, we will lay hands on the sick and they'll recover because you said it. You spoke it. You, 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 your word has shouted it into existence. And Lord, forgive us. Lord, I just pray, just also, Lord, as I was praying, the Lord just said that we just need to take a minute to repent. We just need to repent for those times where we've tried to feel like we've got to do something to get your love or do something to get your power to go forth and, and, and look good on the outside or look good from that power side. And we need to repent for that. Uh, so, Lord, I just repent. Just repent, Lord. Lord, I've, I've felt like I've, I've had to be something or do something to get you, get your power, get you to do something, get you to walk in something. So, Lord, I just, <laughs> Lord, I just thank you for that. Lord, I just ask in Jesus' name that, God, you would just free us from that. Free us from that, Lord. That we would have confidence, Lord, like it says in your word, that we don't have to be adequate that our adequacy is totally from you. God, I thank you that we have this treasure in earthen vessels, that the surpassing power is from you. 
Rodavon was speaking to Mitch, speaking us two passage of scripture. Uh, weakness has been a term for about the last year and a half. The Lord's been speaking of that passage of scripture. Um, as Mitch was speaking, you know, in 2 Corinthians 12, 8, you know, we're power. And Mitch, I mean, uh, Rodavon, your name's Rodavon. In 2 Corinthians 12, where it says, uh, you know, my grace is sufficient to you for power is perfected in weakness. Grace is sufficient for you. Grace is sufficient for you. Grace, let me think in. Grace, my grace is sufficient for you. The power is perfected in weakness. And then Mitch correlated, and I think it's really no accident, uh, for our adequacy is not of ourselves, but of him, but of the spirit. And remember the next phrase in that says, but not of the letter, for the letter kills, but the spirit gives life. The letter. What is the letter? The letter is the law, but it's the letter is also these specific standards that you set up. And what Mitch was talking about repenting, I heard the Lord saying, what we'll have a tendency to do is, y'all remember me teaching on the law of spirit of life in Christ Jesus and how the law of Moses is, we set up these X's and O's, these things to perform, to do that will have, in this case, power, or whatever it may be. And I think the thing that the Lord is asking us to consider what are these standards? What are these things of the letter that we have set up to measure, classify, or compare ourselves, our lives with? That it's successful, that it's powerful, or that we may have success, or that we may have power. So, Mitch, uh, I just want to ask us to, to really consider that. Because, as Radovan said, grace is what? Made full. Where? In weakness. But our con- grace is released in what? Faith. So where does our total sufficiency come? Is in a faith in Him. Trust and believe. Not on any of these things to set up on the side. Like Radovan said, I can shout loud, pray loud. Oh. Or to be honest with you, I'll say this. Sometime it can be if I can have the quiet time. If I pray enough, God, now, that may be an avenue toward, but it's him. It really is him. And so let me just pray this. So, Father, I just ask uh, in agreement, Lord, you're wanting us to enter into this place of power. Lord, the Lord, that place that where Paul just was continually saying in 2 Corinthians, Lord, that I boast in my weaknesses. I gladly am content in my weaknesses. So, Father, I just ask you to just forgive us for these places and points in time. For, Lord, where we were not willing to embrace this place that we were weakening of ourselves. Or those things that we had set up, our sufficiencies, Lord, would seem to be falling apart. And, Lord, I just ask for forgiveness. Yeah, I do. I need to do this, too. I have to say this. I repented yesterday and of something. You know, I've been a leader in dwelling place for many, many years here now. I guess many years. It has been many years. Twelve years. Is that 12, 13, Mark? Twelve years. But one of the things that I entered into as a, as a place of sufficiency within and of myself was just the ability to get things done. And I'll just stay up late. I'll get up early. We'll do it. We'll do it. 
Hey, all right, we'll get it done. I'll, you know, and, and last week, you know, I preached there. Well, you know, I, I was up out, you know, had late nights and short mornings, like 3 and 4 o'clock in the morning, rising up and getting to bed 10, 11, 12 o'clock at night all. Been doing that for months. I think I had one day off where I really was just off to myself in the last three months, three or four months. And uh, and I'd just go, I'd get up last Sunday. I was up late. We had Max on Saturday, so we didn't have, I didn't have time to stand normally on the day study. But so I just I'll stay up late and I get up early, three o'clock. And then you end up on a Sunday night where you end up where you're totally flat on your back and your heart's doing crazy stuff and and uh and you're weak. And uh God starts speaking to me in that place. Are you powerful in your own self? And I just really ask yourself you guys forgiveness and probably setting up an example as a leader to how to kill people. Yeah. I raise over there going, Yes, Rick Sizemore is the poster child for <laughs> for how not to do it. But yeah, so yeah, look, the Lord just speaking to Paul and I, unless the Lord builds a house, they labor in vain. And it goes on and talks about it, it says it's vain to rise up early and retire late and eat the bread of fruitful labor. Fruit uh, toilsome labors. Toilsome and uh and so uh God just been doing work in me. And I just said be honest with you, I think part of it's pride. What Radovan's speaking here being I can do it. I can study enough. I can pray enough. I can get up and do enough. And God quickened the verse to us. It says this right after that in Psalm 27 too. He gives even to his beloved, even in their sleep. I'm going, okay, God, we'll try that. I slept more in the last week than I think I have in probably a year. Yeah, <laughs> I slept eight hours last night. I'm going, what is my body's going, what is that? What is that? You know? <laughs> what is that any night? Yeah, I went to bed. So anyway, but I did want to repent of y'all and to y'all as a leader setting that example. Because uh, it is the sufficiency of the Lord. It's not having to do more. It's how to just be in love more. So. Let's just... Yeah, we forgive. <laughs> so we forgive you. <laughs> so let's just stand. We're just going to close. I'm just going to close this out with some prayer. Um, DJ's going to come just play some. And, and I just encourage you, if that's if this is something that you maybe need to respond to as a place of repentance, of, of just really depending on your own adequacy or your own strength, and really not in really, as Rick was saying, as Rodman was saying, not being able to embrace your weakness, not being able to embrace that place of just total dependence on him. I want you to come just receive prayer, receive encouragement, get somebody to pray for you. Um, if any of these words uh, in relationship to healing were in relationship to you, we just want to come and we want to pray for you. And so uh, we just want you to respond. But I'm just going to pray and let you go. Uh, if you're good for the day and we just encourage you and put blessing on you as you go if not we want to we're going to have some people here praying for you all right so lord we just thank you for this morning thank you for radovan thank you for god just your faithfulness and just bringing him to this place of just speaking this word of
just life to us, God. Uh, I can just remember it, Lord. You just you just declare over us, God, rest and how to do that, Lord. There's a place of resting in You, God, resting in the fullness of who You are, God, Lord. What if we prayed out of that place? God, what if we play, prayed out of a place that we weren't worried about? our ability to make something happen to the other person, that we could just rest in your ability to make something happen in that person. Lord, what if we just rested when we were able to rest while we were worshiping you? Lord, it's not a place of trying to get to a place, God. It's just a place of enjoying who you are. Lord, what if we could just rest in just relationships that we have, just depending on you to to make up for that which we don't have even sometimes to give. So, Lord, we just pray that, God, that there will be a level of just really in, in, in being empowered in, in this place of our own weakness, God, your strength coming through. And, Lord, uh, just any of these words, Lord, we just continue to pray for divine healing, restoration. We're believing that this is a body that believe, we, we have a body that believes in it, and we want to be a body that walks that out, Lord, and walks in it. So, Lord, we just pray for those that need to come and be healed. And if anybody in here needs to um, know the Lord, that you don't know the Lord as personal Savior, God, that you don't know, you haven't walked in that Romans road of um, believing that Christ was raised from the dead and, and making Him Lord of your life and being saved. If that hasn't been a place in your life, just come forward and we'll pray for you. So, Lord, thank you for this day. Thank you for this time. Continue to lift up Ron as he's traveling and continue just to lift up this day. Uh, We just ask in Jesus' name that your Holy Spirit would just walk with us and in us throughout this week. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hold on just a second. I I just know that you you don't do offerings, standard like in other churches. But I, I really purposely say this thing about choosing to to be weak in your finance, that God can be strong in your finance. This means, I just want to remind you on that, that this means, really, this is not a question like, hey, we need to give. It's not a question of that. It's your chosen thing. Especially in America right now, I'm, I'm, I was traveling all around, and I see really how this economical crisis is strong. And we in churches, so many times we choose to go like, Let's now pray for healings. Let's, that's okay. Amen to that. But what I see in America this year, very strong, is this economical struggle. And all of you really want to, I, I'm for sure on that. Inside somewhere, yeah, that's nice. Church is good. But I need to go to job and I really need to, to work hard to, to give my money, you know, to the loans and to the credits and all of that. Really, best way is to you choose to be weak on that area, that God can be strong. And it's a question of trust and faith. Do you really believe in this world that, you know, God will take care of you? That God will take care of you when you choose to have weakness also in your finance. I just want to add, not because of, you know, anything else, but because of you guys. I want to you really have opportunity for that. That you step up in, do you choose to be weak that God can be strong in your finance? 
Lord, that's, that's the other part I didn't really pray for. Lord, we, we do lift up the finances of this church, God, and we know that that's part of it. Part of it is just a body responding and to be weak. Lord, uh, not as not in manipulation or not in trying to get something out of people. It is about, Lord, giving unto you. Giving unto you, Lord God. And, and Lord, we just, we just pray that we would just, Lord, we know it's all yours. God, it's, we're stewards of that. And, Lord, just empower us to be stewards that, Lord, just as Radawan said, that, that can walk in that, that place of weakness so that you can be strong in that area of our lives. So, Lord, just especially for uh, us as a body, but also as a nation, Lord, as a, as a, as a Lord, even for Radawan, these other churches, God, we just pray blessing on our finances, blessing on finances of this body to continue to accomplish that which you've called us to. Lord, that's all, Lord. We just want to see your kingdom come about in this uh, New River Valley, God, and across the world, God, as we, as we support other people. And so, Lord, we just thank you for that. God, just be faithful in that. We just thank you for it. Thank you for that word in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm going to release you, and we just want to encourage you. Come come forward and get prayer if you need prayer. Radovan will be here. Rick will be here. We've got some other, uh, Brandon and John, these guys will pray for you. If, in relationship to those words, just come and get prayer. Love you guys.